Ace Fringe Stone. He's trying to find his way back home. He's traveling out in space all alone. But he's going home. He's going home. Come. Come on, me. Did you guys... Wait, did you guys say it? He no, clapped. I clapped. And he said, come on me. Yeah, if you do... It, it's visible in the waveform, in the audio. Alright, whatever. It'll probably work. Um, are you guys recording on the same thing? Uh, we're both recording onto my, yeah, onto my yeah, snowball using... on my laptop. Yeah, I'm surprised. But we're close. Yeah. It sounded good when we All listened right. back. Okay. Um, welcome to the Space Ranger Stone podcast featuring Jack and Grant. Hello. Howdy. How's it going, uh, audience? Hello, gamers. <laughs> this is pretty pog. This took like 45 minutes to set up. Yep. Well, how's not, it going, future hey, me? It didn't take 45 minutes to set up. It took you 45 minutes to go get your laptop charger. Ooh. Okay, it took a uh, half hour to set up because we started setting it up at 9. Not anyway. we. There's no we in this. <laughs> me and Jack have been going for an we. hour. Discord well, is the worst yeah, app true. ever created. Yeah, Discord is Satan. I hate Discord. Discord was created by the Cabal. That's very true. Who's that? The ca- <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I had to explain to him what a Goy was, and now he doesn't know what the Cabal is. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude, you're you're not you're not up to date on your anti-Semitism, Grant. Yeah, know. but it doesn't. T- okay, but it doesn't take long to catch me up to date. Um, the Cabal is like the Jewish overall global government. That, that we love that conspires, and respect. That conspires to make us love and respect them. <laughs> um, they, they feed us our goy slop, which we love. Yeah, they feed us our delicious goy slop. We're huge fans of that. Mm. So, so uh, how's everybody's week been? <laughs> Grant, you um, go first. It's been good. I mean, what's today? Monday? It's a Monday, and we're just, yes. flo- we're just floating out here. Um, but me and Mabo were floating. No, I just, uh, I had a good weekend. Uh, I went to the fair and, uh, saw Common Kings and Shaggy, Mr. Boombastic. That was pretty dope. Um, yeah, that was a good time. And then, um, yeah, I had a pretty cool weekend. The weather's been really nice and was tired of all that rain. Um, and then yesterday I went fishing out of, uh, Whittier went on a boat and it was super nice super calm one of the calmest days i've been out there so yeah it was nice weather and uh i'm feeling grateful man i'm feeling grateful right now jack um good stuff yeah yeah lucas no it's just saying good stuff good stuff good stuff uh i've got a new job going on so we've been in some office buildings and whatnot i'm working with a journeyman and uh you know, it's all right, but he's a total boomer, so you can talk about things, but you can't expose your power level, so it's kind of fun uh, working on my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not exposing myself too much. But uh, we both ho- we both hate the homeless people, which is uh, kind of a good meme, you know? I enjoy That's that. That's a good bonding moment. Yeah, that, and I just realized, like, office work, um, all these people, they've got these big, like, Amazon microplastic weave leaves over their desks and stuff and oh you know office life is hell everything i see when we're in there i'm like how have you not shot yourself already or shot up your office this place this is truly i mean 
you're here for a paycheck. But the thing is, you're in it long enough, and you forget that, I think. And I think a lot of people are just complacent. You know, <laughs> what are the things I enjoy doing? What do I want to do? Versus uh, what is my reality every day to make money? And, uh, you know, I'm kind of realizing don't get caught up too much in that. You got to uh, pursue your own shit. Well, what kind of office to... work is it? Is it, like, literally... It's like a big office building, and it's kind of dark and dingy. It was a whole story of this building. I think it was like the ninth floor or something. But, uh, yeah, just it seems so immature, I guess, a lot of it. It's like if I was going to go to an office, I'd want to be wearing a suit. I'd want to be, you know, a professional. Where there, it's like people are dressed pretty casually, and they've got all this goofy, tacky shit at their office, you know, desk, their cubicle, and it's... It's hell on earth is what it really is, as far as I can tell, you know. But I don't know if you guys have anything to contribute to that, if you worked a job like that or anything, but... <laughs> no, I that's have, a yeah. super true statement. Like, you go to work and you don't feel like you're working because half the people there are, are just daycare cases. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's different with a lot of people. I mean, like, my mom works in an office, but it's her it's professional, and one right? other person. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a lot different vibe because she does sit behind the computer all day, but... I feel like that's different. There's some sort of, like, outcome. There's some meaning to it, and it's not like, hey, get on this team's messaging. Oh, yeah, so here's what we're doing. Uh, you know, it's When fucking, you say uh, office job, I picture Mr. Incredible in that little office he was in. Yeah, like with that, all those people but they try to make it more fun. And a shitty right? boss. And there wasn't a ton of people working there, but it was a Friday before Labor Day, so I think maybe that's part of it, too. But just a really depressing atmosphere, and it's just like... Nobody there was cool. Like, not a single cool person will work a job like that because they figured something else out. And it's like, these are just the, like, the goy. Like, I'm not going to say I like that term, but uh, these are the goy compared to us, you know. We're uh, we're the slave masters here. These are our cattle, all right? And, uh, Dude, I think you're right. These people are just disgusting. They disgust me. I hate them. I want to kill them. <laughs> I, think, I think you should kill them for sure. But, like, the, the thing that's, like, more more right than like if you if you work a job that you don't see the 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 benefits of or the fruits of your labor Mm -hmm. then you just become like really detached over time um that makes total sense i just finished i finished watching the wire on friday and i'm going to talk about that a lot probably this pod but uh like when they're in the office they have like a certain way of talking and a certain understood way of talking because they're doing important work. They're trying to catch, you know, homicide people who were killed in homicides. They're trying to catch the uh, the predators and stuff like that. So it's like they're doing important shit. They see the fruits of their labor because once they get them in, they interrogate them, they get a confession, they see them go to prison. So you have like work that you're doing that has meaning because you see the fruits of the labor. But in a lot of industries anymore, you really don't see. Um, because it is all like fabricated jobs like you there's just so many industries where you don't even see the end goal other than you're moving some giant amorphous blob corporate logo higher and higher up this uh ladder of like the company world but that's like all you see you don't see any actual real results and i think that leads to people being um retarded and annoying that's absolutely true. And then they yeah. have to like you have to find just anything else to talk about. Like people at my job, dude, they they just talk and they're like, "Oh my god!" And did you see the, her TikTok account? And you see that like llama that she has on her TikTok account? And I just want to kick their teeth and like straight down their throat. It's hell. And like you were saying, it is like this adult daycare, and it's uh, you know, I just feel like 
And also, these jobs are, like, meaningless. If you found one efficient person, they would replace 15 people at any office, it seems. You know, True. if you had one person who had a vision of the entire thing, too, and it's like, when you are just a gear in the cog, you know, if you're just a single part in an engine, you're like, ah, this shit doesn't really matter. You know, what do I amount to? Yeah, you're needed under this corporate structure we created, but uh, it's like, God, that's a depressing reality. You don't get time to, like, sit back and look at what you've done, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's and like, it's not even sitting back. It's like, I could work hard as long as I know, like, I'm going to see this outcome from it. I'm going to have this result. I'm going to be able to put my name on this instead of go, well, Jackie's got to look at it first to verify everything, and then you're going to get it back, make sure the font's the right size and format it. Then we're going to send it to so-and-so, and they're going to publish it. They're going to put it up online, and it's like... It's all just, it's the hive mind. It's like you're part of the hive. And but like, that's the thing. Is like People seek to have something that's like their own. That and feels yeah. less individualistic. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you're you just a bug. have something where it's like, I worked the, on this. Yeah. I did a lot of this. Hell yeah, let me sit back and look at what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I guess yeah, like people, vision people now stuff. Uh-huh. You couldn't even, they couldn't even like show you like what they've actually done. Like what they've actually accomplished, what they've actually created. Um, I think about... You know, when you when you work a job that is so disconnected like this, like it just becomes depressing. I think you know, it just like wears on your soul after a while, and then you have to start pretending that things are important that aren't important because, um, like like, oh, dude, put the stapler back like this. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's but the only control they already have. Already not important. Exactly. Yeah. Controls a big. And people are thing. desperate. Dude, trust me, people are so fucking desperate to use whatever control they have over you. Dude, it's like uh, that one experiment. What was so that? Much. The Stanford prison experiment? You remember that? when they Stanford like prison the... experiment was a scam. That's not uh, <laughs> Okay, real. you're right. That I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like, it literally is a scam, bro. Like, they told the prison guards, uh, yeah, just, like, be kind of brutal, you know, be kind of, like, aggressive. No, they, they didn't like, tell them that. They told the them they could guards. do whatever they want. They told them you can no, behave dude, however you think. They've done, they have like, coerce them to that. They've done meta-studies of the Stanford Prison Experiment, and it was basically a thing where there was a foregone conclusion by the researcher who wanted to prove that, and then uh, he, like, manipulated a whole bunch of parts of the experiment to essentially make the prison guards more brutal. Well, just think about how happy he was seeing the, you know, his <laughs> prediction come to fruition. You know, I mean, that must have been really rewarding for him, right? In the most unethical yeah, I mean, people way aren't possible. Like, people aren't, like, brutal, but they are just, like, catty. I, I, I guess I'll rant, like, personally here because at my job, um, there's this bitch who I work with who's on the same level as me. She already got my brakes cut, like, um, or, well, she made me start what? taking brakes. So oh, I wasn't oh, taking oh, any I thought brakes. You yeah, your I physical thought she brakes cut the brakes to your on vehicle. your car. I was like, oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she cut my brakes. No, she. Uh, I was I wasn't taking any breaks, so I was getting paid full twelve hours a day, thirteen hours a day, and then she ratted me out to my boss, who now like watches over the time clocks super diligently, for uh. no fucking reason, uh, other than to do it. Like it wasn't affecting her at all, but for no other reason other than to make me lose money. And then just recently. Uh, I uh, I sleep, you know, you guys know that I sleep in the terminal because uh, I get like an hour of sleep and then I go to work and do the first flight and then I just sleep in the terminal for like six hours. Uh, that's what's up? Um, yeah, and I, that's what I've been doing. And then like I fucking did that and it was on a day, I have one day a week where I overlap with her and I made the mistake of doing it on a week day where I overlap with her. So she found where I was sleeping in the gate area, saw that my SIDA badge, which is like your uh, identification badge that lets you through airport doors, yeah. had fallen out of my pocket below the seat. 
she took it, gave it to the airport ops uh, for like the entire airport because they're the ones who control that, and then they fucking. Then I, I, te- I, when I wake up, I text her and I'm like, hey, have you seen my side badge? She goes, no, I have no idea where it is. And uh. then I fucking, I go up to the airport office and I'm like, can you guys take my side badge? And they're like, yeah, we did. And then uh, fucking Alex, my buddy who's like works up at the airport office, he's like, yeah, just hold on to this. We just want to make sure that, you know, because you can get like TSA fines and stuff for losing it. So just just hold on to it. And I was like, yeah, my bad. It fell in my pocket, everything. I came back down. Um, this bitch is like, like there and she's like, yeah, so Lucas, did uh, did they say anything about uh, your badge? And I was like, yeah, they just told me not to lose it. They didn't. Uh, they just wanted me not to lose it. And she's like, she's like, really? That's all they said? They didn't make you retake the side of training? And I was like, nah. Alex just told me not to lose it. And she's like, oh, okay. And she goes back to my boss, tells her that she has to tell Alex to tell me to retake the side of training. So then I get called back up a second time that day, and then they bring me into an office. And this time, it's like Alex was trying to like make it way more serious. And he's like. Yeah, so, like, really serious about these TSA fines, and, yeah, we're gonna have you retake the side of training, just so you understand the gravity of this. So, like, just, like, my coworker completely fucking with me for no other reason than to fuck with me, for no other reason that she has nothing going on in her life, so she has to pretend like this job is important, and, uh, it's, it's just so, it's so, like, it's so frustrating just having a fucking retard bitch like that at your job. Yeah, like, that's gotta be frustrating for you, but it's just because their life is so... You know, and like I hate to give him an out, but that's just crazy that she would do that, play dumb the whole time, and go, "Oh, huh?" But if you're yeah, gonna exactly, do that, dude. own up to it and be like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I turned it in." Cause fuck you. <laughs> and it's the fact exactly. that she went and was like, "Here, uh, you guys actually aren't following the rules. You need to do this." It's like, bitch, you're not a manager. What are you? Who are you? Exactly. It has no fucking effect on her, and she's lost me over a thousand dollars at least because of my breaks being. Uh, mandatory now so I've I've like this person has had a real financial effect on my life for no other reason than her life fucking sucks and she's 40 and she's working in an airport with a bunch of high schoolers and college students is, is she fat? fucking idiot what's that? is she fat? <laughs> no she's not fat her oh uh, man oh, I was picturing some oh, fat I was hoping bitch. man yeah damn she did have uh, <laughs> you guys are so disappointed she does she she fucking grows out a mustache bro like she doesn't shave enough and let's go like, high oh. T females bro girl boss right there but she's skinny that just doesn't make sense man I can't picture that I literally can't picture a skinny chick with a mustache yeah she's I can't grow a mustache but she can explain this she can be huge as fuck <laughs> she gotta be in the welterweight division you know or maybe not the heavyweight division yeah god the yeah, light heavyweight I, I, division no, it just you really uh, flexing your knowledge of weight divisions. What a fucking it creates time. like monsters. Honestly, it creates like these people that are just so horrible. And I feel bad for them because like, if you had something in your life, you could be uh, a bricklayer. But as long as you get to see your work get done, and you're like, I don't make a ton of money, but I'm happy because I get to see my project finished, and I take charge of this, and I get to be the the guy they go to. And it's like, man, when you don't have that, I, I feel bad. But at the same time, it's like. If you're not woke up to that at this point, that this is all bullshit and I can basically do what I want, get the paycheck and go home, like, it doesn't fucking matter, man. Like, why play into the system? But, you know, people have it so ingrained that, yeah, oh, got to be a good employee or this or that or, like, take charge. Yeah, dude, I mean, especially my job because literally there is maybe two hours of work a day out of the 12 hours on there. There's maybe two hours of work. That's why I fucking sleep and watch TV and do whatever the fuck I want. 
And even on that day, she like calls me into her office because Aaron was talking to her specifically about that. Because Aaron, she always tries to look like she's fucking busy. She always tries to look like she's doing something. But she's not because there's n a very limited amount of work you can actually do. So they call me in the office and my boss is like, um, yeah, so like, what's up with you sleeping on the job? And I was like, what do you mean what's up with me sleeping on the job? There's a seven hour period where there's nothing to do. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I've you would have woken me up. for anything you want me to do. Exactly. I was like, I'm accessible. You can wake me up if you need me to do something. Why, why would you? And then she calls up the HR guy. Who, this HR guy, by the way, before I even, this HR guy in another meeting with him, um, there was like two days I'd overslept. So I said I couldn't get a raise because I'd overslept for two days. And nothing bad happened, again, because we live in a fucking daycare system. But there was two days where I'd overslept. Nothing happened. Same day as usual. And, uh, and I, I come in and they're like, well, you can't get a raise because you worked here for eight months and overslept two days. And uh, other than that, you're obviously the most dependable employee. But that the fact that you did that means you can't get a raise. And then I fucking... The, the HR guy, Howard, he starts talking to me. He's like, yeah, well, you know, my wife gave birth to my kid at 3 a.m. And at 5 a.m. that day, I was still at work. And I was like, okay, you're a corporate slave and a shitty person. I don't know what the fuck that has and to do with And you weren't me. pregnant. Like, you were... Exactly. And you went back you... to work mm -hmm. at a meaningless managerial airport job where whether or not you're there, it doesn't fucking matter. You resolve disputes that aren't even real disputes. Because if they were real disputes, the police would be involved. So you resolve fake disputes, and you think your job is important, and so you're a bad father and a corporate slave, and I don't care. But anyway, I'm in this other meeting with him, and uh, and he's like on the phone, and he's like, well, Lucas, I just think that's a terminable offense. And I'm like, okay, fire me right now. And I said that three times during the meeting. I was like, every time he said that, it's a terminal offense, I said, okay, fire me. Because I do just don't give a shit at all. Every time, like, whoa, 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 we just don't know if that's the next step necessarily. And so it's like they don't even have the fucking balls to fire me because they know it's just a daycare system where they I, they won't have to train some other 20 IQ retard to do my job. And it's just it's just so remarkable that like people are pretending like this is something real, that this is something like vital. I don't know. Okay, hey, well, I think yeah. my thing is a motherfucker you on the clock to sleep for six hours i mean like, no so I'm there is some level of like maybe not entitlement but like you're talking about this like i'm yeah. sleeping on the job you just wake me up and it's like i understand why they wouldn't like that but at the same time if they're not ever waking you up yeah yeah we all know this is a big meme essentially like I think that is so funny that's crazy i mean but that's, <laughs> what I said. that's what i said that's what i said i was like like i, I was like look i get it but like Either I, I'm asleep for that seven hours or I'm watching TV for that seven hours. Do you prefer I watch TV for that seven hours? And she's like, well, we want you to be productive. And I was like, be productive with what? Give me any task you want, but you and I both know there's nothing to do in that seven hour period. So don't tell me to be productive when there's literally nothing that I can do. And she was like, like basically just like try to like worm her way out of the fact that what I was saying was true. And then eventually she just like concluded the meeting. She was like, just uh, try not to sleep so busily anymore and keep your side of badge on you. And I was like, okay. Um, Dude, it's kind of yeah, like Ted I Kaczynski. I think he said something about like not surrogate activities, but it's just like you have this false thing that you, this game you play where you know it's a game, you know it's fake, you know none of it's real, but like this guy not being around for his wife and the birth of his child, or like he was there, but then he went back to work. It's like, you know, it you've forgotten that there's a real game you need to be playing. I can't you know? believe this 40-year-old bitch it, tattled on you and, like, it's like you're 40, you little tattletale, and maybe... <laughs> she misses high school. <laughs> Excuse me, teacher. No, it's just like, um... Uh, she just hates she, the fact that I have other shit going on Maybe she's trying to be uh -huh. a manager. Maybe she's trying to kiss ass, but it's just like, damn, if that's the case and you want to be the manager of the airport, 
you also are low life. <laughs> and guess what? This kid who's sleeping on the job but is good when he's working, if you don't have tasks for him, don't make an issue out of it. Let him go, and then when he leaves, right, you're yeah. done with him. It's not going to matter because if you're the manager, the only reason you'd be in trouble is if you start making people aware of, we got this guy who sleeps all the time, but uh, he does good work, and I brought this to the forefront. It's like, how about you just let it sit? You, you know, you're not proving anything by being the hard ass, you know, and it's uh, it's so exactly. lame. I hate it. But it's just people are, like, sad. They have no motivation. They have no, like, understanding that, dude, fucking life is meant to be, meant to be lived. Stop, like, taking your shit so seriously unless, you know, there really is somebody depending on it. You know, if you're, like, you were talking about The Wire. What? It's like, yeah, if it's a crime scene investigation and shit, like, yo, that's important. That's awesome. That's good work. But you know you're just a fucking a retard, yeah, being taken care of. You're in high school again. You can make fun of people or whatever, and now you feel, uh, I don't know. These people, sad. Dude, and, and it's it's like you're saying about the, the whole Ted Kaczynski thing. Like, this is on the same level of StarCraft players who cry when they lose a game because they've taken something that is so fake and so unimportant and made it real enough to themselves to the point where they're crying if they lose a fucking game if they make the pixels the wrong color at the end of the game it's like do you even understand what level of like fakeness you're on like that's the same level of instead of being with your wife just after she gave birth to your son going to work at a meaningless fucking job like that's the same exact thing as being just way into starcraft and they don't realize that if they didn't have this cope there'd be no way to live with themselves like if you don't cope then you would kill yourself you know and that's all it is you're so enveloped in like this idea of oh I have value in my work and this and that. It, understand that it doesn't have any value and it really shouldn't take all this time out of your life and start pursuing other shit. You know, it's one of those things. Like I enjoy my new job and what I'm doing, but I'm also starting to think, is this what I want to do forever for 30 years? Ah, I need to figure something else out. You know, you gotta have a side hustle, some other shit that you're like putting your real right, time exactly. and energy Some into. aspiration. I think that's the thing that's the most frustrating to them because when I do have my free time, I, what I do is I read books, I make music, or I watch, like, The Wire. You know, I watch, like, shows that are actually, like, interesting. Um, and the thing that's just frustrating to them is that, that I, they, th- like, they see an actual path in my life out of the hell they're in. And misery loves company. And that's that's really <laughs> just as far as it goes. It's just, like fucking the most basic level of human nature of this is what equity is bro this is like the whole concept of equity surmised so well is yeah. just your average everyday corporate environment that's equity bro that's what you're fucking striving towards it's just the benign evil it's like the boring evil and it's so it's truly hellish i mean you know hell if you go down there and you get burned and stabbed and run over by boulders like that's one thing but to just live this meaningless fucking life, knowing you only got so many years, it's like, I, I don't know. There's just something even more sinister about it. And sad that people get so caught up, they drag others down. But it's like, man, we got to fix whatever this is. I don't know how you can fix it, you know, at this point, but I, I don't know. Anime is one of the most, like, powerful and beautiful art forms. <laughs> Unironically, uh, some of it is pretty fucking slapping. Lucas, okay. if you ever need someone to rant to about work, you could just call us, you know? Wow. Okay. So sweet, Grant. No, we're here for the podcast. Grant, it's the only place. The only yeah, place Grant, you're allowed uh, the to only bitch is I, The only reason I experience life is to recreate it in the podcast. <laughs> for all eight um, listeners. Otherwise, you just deal with the trauma deep down. He's like, oh, I don't need to talk about it unless it's on the podcast for listeners. 
just ranting in the car. Yeah. Hey, uh, driving really fucking fast on the highway. I have a question. Do we get any How mail? How was my week? Are you what are they, finally asking that? Oh, the, yeah. You yeah, just we need talked to, to us about your freaking... Is there any mail? Um, true. I'm Nardwar. I have I was to gonna, know. I was going to talk about my... I was going <laughs> to talk about the backpacking trip, too. Let's see if there's any mail. Yeah, uh, yeah no. we'll get into that, because I do want to hear about that. Sounds like you could have had like a very spiritual journey. Oh, I got one piece of mail from a grant. <laughs> <laughs> it just says recording. Wow. Um, oh. oh, yeah, that wow. was Wow, I hate our fans so much. Okay, spacerangerstone at gmail.com. Email us. Oh, and by the way, um, yeah, I just went to work to pick up this charger, and then my coworker was like, why do you need the charger so bad? And I was like, I, uh, I'm i going home to do a podcast. I need, to, need this. And uh, she was like, what's your podcast called? And I was like, I'm not fucking telling you that. And then, uh, and then she texted me on my way home. And she's like, I found it. It's literally under your name. And I was like, God damn it. Why can't I be named like fucking... Why can't I be named... Well, Yo, yeah, use my name. Things. Damn, I can't believe you just doxed us like that. <laughs> Yo, Holy that's shit. crazy. I'll, I'll censor that. You gotta censor but, that. But, but I'm curious why she looked at, like, why did she want to look it up so bad? Did she want to find common ground with you? Is well, she no, just on imagine, you? It, one of your coworkers, when you do nothing, is like, I have a podcast with friends that I <laughs> upload to the world. Like, yeah, you're gonna go, uh, <laughs> what? No, what? How? How could you do a podcast? <laughs> like, just not be a fucking retard. <laughs> and dude, and then they're like, they're like, they're like, well, what's it about? Like conspiracy theories, I was like, "Yeah, there's some conspiracy theories." You should have just told <laughs> about her. Getting just, mad I, I feel pussy. Like <laughs> you should have just. They told just don't her even get that you can have an entire you. conversation about something. You tell yeah, her, it's "Hey, it's a no, no, no." Like you're telling her, "Well, it's about you. It's about your kind. It's about females. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's about hating women." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that, but I don't know. It seemed like a Title Nine violation or something yeah you're like oh <laughs> god <laughs> this is gonna end up you're gonna have a discussion about this in a few days with your manager or whoever <laughs> dude it's just so frustrating like you look up my name you will find my soundcloud my spotify <laughs> every single thing that i do my youtube channel it's like why can't i get a fucking generic name like you guys no offense what Bruh. do you mean lucas um, is a generic well, if name, you I search like. any name it's I mean, gonna pop jack up, has right? the most generic name out of stop anyone. stop <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, if you search your guys' names, your full names, you will find nothing about you guys. But, but we don't upload anything. Yeah, I'm a, literally an NPC. I'm. I know, but Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, things like that. Anyway, I make them all private. I don't need people looking at my shit if I don't know them. It's called OPSEC, okay? True. True. Alrighty, boys, let's get let's get into <laughs> um, something nitty gritty. We need to talk about NFTs now. <laughs> oh, dude, Jack owns yeah, an NFT. Jack owns an NFT. Do you want to see turds. it? Do you want to see it? I do want to see it. Yes, of course I want to see it. Are we right. making it the pod cover? No. Well, we could because it's my NFT now. Yeah, Jack, pull it up. <laughs> oh, man. Pull it up, Jamie. Dude, we dude. have to make it the pod cover. So, Sam Hyde, we can all agree that if there's a single project out there that's worth a damn, it's going to be from somebody like Sam Hyde, especially with this big fight that happened. Like, uh, Just so much more value in somebody who is committed to the project. I love how he says big fight, and I didn't see it or know about well, it. it. But on the internet, it was pretty big. Like You saw that, right, Lucas, where you told Hassan Piker he's going yes, to go to his house it. and kill him? Yes, yes, I saw that. That was funny. So, yeah, it's uh, this project, they've been working on it for a long time. I can tell that there's some effort, there's some thought. It's a card game, essentially, and uh, I, I don't know. If, if there was a single product, like uh, the Bored Ape thing, yeah, fuck no. I don't care. Oh, uh, CryptoPunks. 
No, fuck that. This has got multiple seasons kind of going to it, multiple decks, multiple, you know, themes and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's just more exciting, and I think a lot of hype can be built around it slowly and that some of these things could go up in value. And also just getting to be a part of it on the first drop of the first cards, you know. And so I went in and I did it. I text Spencer. I'm like, hey, man, should I buy a, a hide NFT? And he's like, for the bragging rights alone, you need a hide NFT, okay? So I got it, and uh, 0.25 Ethereum later. I'm posting uh, it right yeah, now. Hold on. It's madness. And I kind of regret it, but at the same time, I think that in the long run, uh, it could. How much is that in money? I won't disclose. Oh, dude. You might have to Hey, disclose. take a guess. Take you a guess. You won't disclose how much you spent. Wait, what's the... What, uh, what's two the, grand. What's the type of currency? What's the... Ethereum. Ethereum. Point, a quarter of an Ethereum is what it costs to mint any of these cards. You yep. could get a, a tier one or a tier six. I got a tier three, so not horrid, not great. Lucas, did you see it? I sent it in League. This one's about being a porn league. addict, essentially. You can't send it in the league. League is not a. a well, the the chat. the chat we're in. Yeah, um, just I sent it in the it league channel. Him. Okay. What, what? <laughs> well, which chat room is it in? So no, I can just, just look at the chat. Fuck yeah. this! I'm sending text it to you one text message, where the government can see. Oh my god! Okay, well now I have to make this the pod cover if we talk about it for this long. Uh, I don't think this uh. should be the pod cover. Well, it's my NFT, so you need permission first. Yeah, you need permission. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, there's um, only like 4,000 that are minted for this first run. And, uh, you know, I thought, hey, to be one of the 4,000 that has a card. Okay, so here's the thing is. I don't know. Do they all cost that same price? Yeah, they all cost 0.25 Ethereum to mint. So I got the cheapest price possible unless they go really low. If you got a really bad card, maybe it'll be less. But I think most people, once you mint it for that cost, you don't want to sell it for less. Lucas, how much do you think a quarter, so 0.25 Just of Ethereum how much in cash costs. you think I paid for this? Yeah. Okay, realistically, $40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try times I 10. Wish. Try I times wish. 10. Are you serious? No, oh. you didn't. I paid eight grand for no, this. No, 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 no. Try Shut times the fuck up. Times, <laughs> no. Do 40 and You then... actually spent 400 on this? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> it's randomized. Dude, I, I know. It's a bad decision. I can't tell. It what wasn't, the fuck you're and I regret it, oh kind of low key. God. But you know what? I've got faith. I got faith. I'll be able to resell this at some point for that cost or more. Lucas, did you see the live of and, it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I looked. I'm looking at it live. Man, that's a. It's a good project. Okay, it's a good project, and I have okay. faith. Okay, j- j- on the off chance that I don't. But this is the pod cover. It's a, like a Pokemon <laughs> card looking thing with a spinning head that has like tiny screens in front of the guy spinning. And he's drooling. And it says, please and rate my mind name, again. The card name is Dome Homie Cortical Modem. And it says, awesome, please rate my mind again. And then there's like a paragraph about the details of the card below that. Um, yep. So, yeah. it's If it was any other project, I never would have done it. But I thought, you know, Sam Hyde, I like that guy a lot. I think he's got some good-ass shit out there. He's got a good team working for him. If this is going to be the NFT that makes me a little bit of money, I think this is it. And, I don't uh, understand the yeah. wording beneath it. It says, well, it's all... drinkable advertisements. Every time you drink water, you'll be rewarded free credits. Stop moving it. You'll be rewarded free credits, credits or gems. 
deposited in your account after enjoying the complimentary advertisement viewing experience and fulfilling a quick consumer questionnaire. What um, does that mean? What do you? What? No. So uh, essentially, this card game, the rules aren't fully set, oh, but it's, a game? it's basically who can argue best and be the most autistic and annoying. And I guess they're gonna have like a million dollar competition here once all the card series are released. Uh, and so whoever is the most argumentative dickhead who can win their position using their cards is essentially the winner. Uh, eat a bag of sponsored chips and get a dose of the hottest headlines delivered directly to your cerebral cortex. What does that say? Gone are the days of fumbling for the remote to keep up with 12 different sitcoms and three opinion stations simultaneously on the 360 degree. Dude, I really don't think this is a good pod topic, I'm going to be honest with you guys. No, it's not. It's not. Well, especially with Grant reading it. But essentially, I'm an <coughs> NFT holder, and you guys have nothing. You have zero. Your USD is I just don't gonna hit see zero why you would in spend a matter of dollars on this. Me personally, I don't either. I can't Grant. actually believe you spent that much money. That's <laughs> kind of thing. I know. I had some Ethereum. Um, I bought a little bit more, and uh, I got this with it. You know what? I'm doing well. I'm making a lot more money than I was, so I'm kind of feeling like I can ball out to an extent. But, uh, um, yeah, it, you know, the NFT shit, it's a meme and everything, but I think that long-term, this will pay off. Get back to me in six months, and maybe it'll have been worth it. Maybe I'll be uh, $400 poorer. We will see. You know? Damn, bro. It's, uh, you it's a gamble. It's a gamble. One. You know? Hey, fuck it. So, uh, Jack's a gambling man. A little bit. If it's a uh, digital crypto and whatnot, yeah, I'll just need throw to go to money Vegas. Um, so we got another topic With here: Russian oil. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't know if you heard, Lucas, but like Germany has vowed not to have Russian oil. Europe generally is fucked. They don't have the supply. Us alone as a country, we've gone through our oil reserves and shit. And I think it's just kind of interesting. We kind of got a dark winter coming in. Uh, people are going to be freezing to death. People are going to be uh, in but a really bad us, spot. Right? Not not us. Not us because I will kill a man for gas, okay? <laughs> I will do whatever I have to, to I get that I will siphon heat. that gas with my mouth. I will suck that hoe out. Yeah, okay. So don't worry. I can suck a golf ball through a garden hose, oh, as they yeah. say. And, uh, okay. Yeah, go. your tank is going to be drained. You're going to try to get to your little... Uh, I'll drain that tank. You know your seed oil-filled job, your career, as you call it. And uh, guess what? There's no, uh, no gas in the tank because I drank it all. <laughs> Fuck you. That's based. And uh, I like no, that. but I, I, the, the oil shit. It's just crazy that they're so anti-Russia and so like, oh, green energy. It's gonna be. I just don't bad. get why they but won't like drill I, it themselves. Well, they could, but they're all about green energy. But and they drilling still need is the not oil. good. They need it, but they. So refuse how are you to, gonna yeah. need it, but say that you're green? Like what? because they want to hurt first world nations. They want to destroy those nations. Bring in a ton of immigrants, and it's just. It's hell, okay? They want a bunch of people that will work those managerial jobs and take them seriously. And all they can get to do that are Nigerians and fucking Pakistanis, okay? They will fulfill that role. So you got to get rid of the white man, all right? True. I think you're, uh, <laughs> you're definitely on to something. Um, maybe not all of it, but... Uh, a, a, a bit but of a reach I, it, maybe at the end there, but it's they're it is, hurting it's their own that, like, nation, which is crazy. Oh, that's my NFT. <laughs> they want that's they want a NFT? greater uh, class disparity. Well, they, they're creating, holy shit! They're manufacturing the... a massive class disparity. 
Oh my god, I thought that was porn. The fuck are you well, guys no, that, looking at, dude? I hate you guys. No, that was the NFT making noise. My bad. Yeah, I thought it was. I had to minimize Jesus it. There we Christ. go. No, I think you're right about <laughs> manufacturing class disparity and like creating like a huge lower class that like suffers, and then creating a smaller and smaller elite class that, um, like yeah, is it, endlessly nepotistic. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, which is the goal? It, it's like you know, yeah. I fuck. We need a new Caesar, is what I've been on lately. I've been seeing some Roman history, and I'm like... Uh, there was a story, that podcast I sent with Curtis Yarvin, where he was like, you know, they had all these letters in this chest from all these different city-states, or these cities, in Rome, or in Italy, or not in Rome, in Italy, or, you know, surrounding countries, saying, oh, please, save us. And they would send the same letter to Caesar and the, you know, the current standing army, and instead of going through it, he said, no, you know, cover it in olive oil and burn it. That's not what it's about now. It's about moving forward from here. You need somebody who, you know, kind of uh, is beyond that left-right party line is all just like, and, you know, Trump, make America great again. I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's the closest thing we've gotten lately to somebody who says, you know, fuck the politics, fuck all that. I'm going to say what I want. And uh, it's just we need somebody he who is Andrew like Tate. Trump. That, we need Andrew Tate. You, you know, we he's legit, <laughs> though, who's really about it. Like, I think Trump's about it, but we need, like, a young guy. We need somebody who's oh. been proven to, like, be a leader. Andrew? And, yeah, like, Andrew Tate, of course, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think Andrew Tate is definitely the next president. I mean, yeah, Dude, but... I was just thinking, you look up on Google anything, and it says 360 million results in .64 seconds. And then you scroll down, and you try to get to, like, the last page you can... And there's like 22 pages of like eight results each. So it's like, um, that's like maybe 200 results out of the 360 it, million you claim that there are. And yeah, most like, of them it, aren't. It, everything the is just like, so. Did you highlight every time that word was mentioned? Is that all that is? Like, wait, how do you measure that? And Google fucking. Yeah, we so don't deceptive. use Google. We use Brave I don't, Search. I think it's just, it, it's just made up. Okay, I'll start using Brave Search, but it's just made up. But my point is just that like, you could just control and give people like 200 results. Pretend you're giving them 300 Billions. million results. Yeah. And then and then you just... Uh, and they only look at the first page anyway. So really, it's just like crazy how much you can control speech when you have a search system that people think is accurate. That's like off topic. I'm sorry I went on... Yeah, well, but that's also kind of like a Web man. 3, you know? We're on like Web 2 right now. There was Web 1. Like, you remember when we were younger? At least me and my brother, we would get on and play all these Flash games and shit. And like the internet was kind of the Wild West for a decade or so there and i got to enjoy kind of the later end of that and it was so much fun and then as time has gone on it's even reddit who i when i got on there in like 2013 oh so much information you find anything you needed you know now you search reddit for something that used to be like the hack to go uh how to change this on my truck reddit and they have a full thing and everybody's commenting or you know uh, this thing it's so censored and it's so targeted now and it's so limited and they ban so many subreddits it's like all these things that were once a wealth of knowledge are now corporate fucking plugs for bullshit and web 3 is just the the total monetization you know it's going to be the two minute and a half unskippable ads before you watch like a service you pay for like even hulu what i pay eight fifteen bucks a month something like that for hulu and you're still, still watching ads. ads. Yeah. What the fuck? 
That's how they get you. They're like, well, if you pay two more dollars, it's like, man. Yeah, it's everything is so monetized now. Hey, and, did you guys yeah. hear that? Like, Metaverse I mean, is selling digital dude. property. I I didn't hear that. Um, what's that, Lucas? Well, I'm sorry. I just uh, just on the point we we're already on. Like, like yeah, everything is becoming more monetized, more subscription based. Everything. Um, I was just talking about how there's a lot of music programs now where you can't even buy the plugin anymore. You have to subscribe to the plugin. Uh, um, but like when it comes to net neutrality, remember what we were told was going to happen. <laughs> net neutrality was like repealed, and uh, and then it was and like true, like it's becoming more like that now. But net neutrality was the only thing that actually made a dent the other way. Like net neutrality is the only thing that actually was like giving smaller uh, internet providers a chance, and making it slightly less corporate and like obviously as time goes on there's only so much you could do but it's just crazy how much projection there is like uh, about everything like people who who claim they want the internet to be a freer place with less monetization they do everything in their power to make it more monetized more easily controlled because they want the hate speech gone they want all the uh, horrible things that are indoctrinating your child gone so they just want like more centralized control of the thing that they're claiming they want yeah, they free. Anyway, it's frustrating. They they want something completely moderated, and moderation right. is like, it kind of like you're moderated by that fucking manager gal, who you know. Yeah, you right. could have some good content. You should have like some good sleep, some good TV, good content for <laughs> the boys. And uh, <laughs> no, she moderates. It. She says uh, post deleted. Uh, actually, this user has been banned for seven <laughs> days, and uh, she's doing that to you in real life. And any it's control too. I think a lot of people just enjoy the fact that they can go. Ah, this guy thinks that Hitler speech is pretty good, huh? Well, take his ass offline, you know, dox him, <laughs> fuck him. It's like, you know what? Let him think whatever the fuck he wants. L- let people do as they please. You know, it gets to a point where you have to stop it. I mean, obviously, CP, shit like that. But, oh my God, just the policing and the righteousness of, oh, I can't believe in the COVID-19 shit. People will post, hey, look, the CDC document came out saying, uh, vaccines aren't effective, masks aren't effective, uh, but too bad it's been a year later. Nobody cares now. Right. And, and it still has a notification saying, uh, Twitter says uh, COVID-19, here are the regulations for it. And it's like, this is a CDC article. What do you mean when you add this little right. link here? Like, it is all control. It's all just like, and man. You can't fucking, uh, that's, this, you can't say shit anymore. It's like, dude, do you see that one guy who got banned off Twitter for tweeting something about trans people or whatever yeah he said i'm a gay guy and he got banned he said uh, well maybe he might as well have and i mean i can't remember his name but whoever it was the white house had contacted twitter and was like why is this guy still on your platform and they pulled him off oh my god they pulled him off and so it's not zuckerberg it was some other guy no but but, but that, yeah, that's no, another example that's exactly it's what it's i was gonna say Jack, FBI fucking zuckerberg thing. on rogan and so he saying, was well, saying yeah, he, that no he was saying that uh, he basically, it's not Zuckerberg, but whoever it was, he gets to sue Biden and whoever else because basically they're snubbing his First Amendment. This is your First Amendment, right. freedom of speech. But and they're dude, like, it, it is like Zuckerberg on fucking, on, on Rogan because it's like, why is the FBI telling Facebook what should be on the fucking internet? Hey, why look, is the look FBI out. telling Twitter? There's misinformation. Like, yeah, they call it dangerous yeah. misinformation, and it's like, okay, but you called dangerous as inf- uh, you called this dangerous in- uh, misinformation when this guy tweeted this stuff. He was like, oh, 
blah, blah, blah. Uh, the vaccines don't help all this shit. And they're like, no, that's wrong. And then it comes out, oh, basically everyone who got vaccinated still got COVID. And, oh, even if you double and triple up on masks, they still don't help you from, I mean, they might maybe prevent it a little bit, but they don't 100% help you from, like, contracting COVID. And people were like, oh, well, that's, you know, misinformation, dangerous misinformation, which is crazy to me. And then, you know, a year later it comes out and it's true. So it's like, how can you label something dangerous misinformation when you don't have enough knowledge on the background of it? You don't know fucking shit about it, right? Exactly, exactly. There was no time that passed. There was no time that passed. They found it out in a year. And I feel like that's fast in itself. That is fast. And the trans thing, too, is like, dude, they know nothing about it. They know nothing that they have all the medical institutions. They pretend they know something about it. And they say, well, you, well your thing is dangerous misinformation because we know a lot about the trans issue. And we're, so we're, we're going to solve it the way that the correct medical information says. It's like, you, you know as much as I do about this. The but top why does it matter? medical professionals know as much as I do. And yeah, exactly. Why does it matter? And I have... Whatever I say is as much misinformation as what you say because there is no information on this. And same thing with COVID, like you're saying, Grant. Yeah. Like there was no information that would suggest anything about it. Well, me and Jack were talking about how – oh, man, I lost my train of thought wherever we were going with that. But uh, we just were talking about how basically, you know, if someone was in school, right? I think I heard this the other day. If someone was in school and uh, for whatever reason they're teaching the Quran, they're teaching, you know, Muslim – uh, religious stuff and you don't follow the Muslim Based. religious stuff right and so you're like why are you teaching my kid this you know and it, I just view it the same as with the trans stuff it's like why the fuck is this in school like shouldn't we be learning about like finances and all that shit like I feel like we came out of school and yeah reading and writing blah 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 but Grant, I don't think you realize to... one in every five one in every five trans people kill themselves so that's something you're not thinking holy about holy crap okay that's insane man that's a crazy number compared to all the suicides from like <laughs> military vets and stuff you're can right. you imagine out of our group of like 10 15 guys from high school three of us had killed ourselves already that'd be uh <laughs> dude did, did you know I that I don't, I don't think that's a true statement there are I, more I suicides what, well a lot of trans people i think it's like 40 percent of trans people kill themselves is like the 4chan meme i think dude there are more suicides from the people who were in World War II than the people that actually died in World War II. Think about that statistic. Wait, is that true? Yes, I, dude, here, you want me to Google There's it? There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, there ain't no way. I don't believe that. It, that's like tens of hundreds of millions of people. Rape is right. Wait. Yeah, wait, that would be like over, like 150 million people. Like that. There's no way. No, but uh, just the, the girl bossing and shit in like, school, man. Like, Andrew Tate, we were kind of talking about that, where it's like, the rise of Andrew Tate is because all masculine energy has been sapped, and it's all like, oh, girl boss, and this and that, and like, you know what young men need? Like, a mentor. They need, like, a successful man to tell them shit, you know? And I remember, like, one of my teachers in elementary calling this kid who was a loudmouth a jackass and pulling him out of classroom and went, oh, no way. He, he said that word and everything, and it's like, those are the teachers that really make a difference. And I'm sure that kid, when you hear that, at least for a couple of weeks, you're going to go, oh, man, yep, you, you know, where a, a woman bitches at you and goes, be quiet in class. Then all the kids go, oh, ha, ha, yo, bitch. Nobody cares. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just uh, Andrew Tate's, like, coming up for a reason, and there's a reason he was banned, and I there's think... a reason people hate him. It's because he's telling the truth yeah, in a no, lot no. of ways. 
Well, it's just like the enemy of my enemy is my friend at this point. And so as yeah. much as I do hate Andrew Tate and the way he talks and the way he looks, um, it's like ultimately <laughs> he's pissing off the people that I hate. So yeah, maybe it's a good thing. An estimated 7,057 service members have died during military operations since 9-11, while suicides yeah. among du- duty personnel and veterans of those conflicts have reached 30,000. That's more than four times as many. Okay, in modern war, yeah. Wait, wait, but you but said since nine eleven. Oh, oh, yeah, I said, said since World yeah, War this II. Yeah, no, this was since nine eleven. Yeah, I got that wrong. Yeah, but you said World War Two. I saw something that was like the the suicides had outnumbered the deaths of some war. I'm trying to. Find and so out this is like kind of on another note, but have you guys seen like the shell shock victims from like World War One, like the way they act and everything? And you know, it wasn't even just PTSD. I guess it's like when you're getting shelled like that. It rattles your brain, like CTE, all that. Fucks you up bad. So these guys have these neurological problems, and you look at these old wars, man. It's tragic. It's hell, you know. Now, it's you got your ACOG, and you yeah. got your drone, and your Intel. Hey, calling an airstrike, it's like, that's not so bad. But back in the fucking day, man, <laughs> holy shit. No, World War One is, like, beyond hell. Like, everybody's, like, you're breathing in the fucking poisonous gas. Your feet are falling off from uh, pinch, It's the literal like, meat grinder, you know? It's absolute hell. Um, yeah, I... Uh, horrifying. Wait, okay, so... I didn't want to shoehorn this in, but can I talk about my backpack trip a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about it. Alright. This is This is sort of the simulated reality thing, because it's like, even though... Like, this is sort of the furthest I can get from from the simulated reality. I think it's the furthest anybody can get. I think backpacking is like a very good thing to do because it's really pretty much the furthest you can get from your simulated reality. Anyway, I, I got there on Sunday at like 10 p.m. Uh, I get out, it's pitch black, it's cold, and I fucking don't have a first aid kit or a headlamp or anything, but I had a flashlight and I was like, fuck it, we going on an adventure. So then I just locked my car. I didn't even know if I was allowed to park it there. I fucking just start heading off into the woods. I get like two miles and I sleep on the trail. And the first thing I notice is all the people who camp at the campsites. I just, I, I don't understand this phenomenon. I do not understand. That is just simulated. You're not leaving the simulated reality when you just go up to a campsite and set up a tent. Ten feet from your car with everything you could ever need. Because you have a car full of shit. Um, that's kind of mind blowing to me. Well, that, that's like uh, a, a little fun like, thing to do. It's not like a. Th- there's no trial. There's no. Uh, I guess, but what's even the fun of it? What's it? even the point? What's, uh, like, what's I, even the point? Like, of I, doing I could it? see like how you might enjoy that, like something that's not typical everyday life. But it's like, why take a half measure when you could just fully commit and you know really do something that that's what I'm saying. You remember where that's just like ah well it's something to fill up my time and like it's a little different. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's all a simulated reality. Anyway, then I fucking sleep on the trail, wake up at like 8 a.m., hike another 10 miles, get the worst blister on my foot. I had to hike back like uh, a mile because I was thought I was on the wrong trail, and then I met some other people, and they were like, yeah, you're on this completely different trail that I'd already been hiking on for like four miles. And I was <laughs> like, all right, fine, I guess I'll just keep going on this one because now I'm deep. And then uh, and then I like hike like 10 miles... Um, and at one of the junctions, there was no signs or anything that indicated the new trail. So then when I came to another trail that was just like a tiny little dirt trail, I was like, maybe this is another junction that just doesn't have a sign. 
because I was trying to like follow, you know, a fold up map in my pocket because my phone was like turned off in my car so that I would, you know, die if anything bad happened, which <laughs> was my goal. And well, then I, I tried to go down that little side path because like I was like, well, maybe that's the path. And then I, I have to, it's like a 45 degree super steep thing down to the canal or down to like this creek. And um, there's like a landslide that's taking it out. So I'm literally sliding on my hands and feet like crab walk style down this thing. And then there's all the trees that have been collapsed at the bottom. I have to climb over. There's not even a trail there. So I have to hike all the way back up that. And, um, and then I walked like another 10 feet. And then I saw a sign that indicated where I was. And I was like, holy shit, that's frustrating. But you uh, the simulation. yeah, so it was like a lot of a lot of little challenges that you get when you're, and then I forgot my life straw at one of my campsites, so then I had to hike back like a mile of that. And it's like there's all these little challenges you get when you're just trying to do this tiny little thing. And I wasn't using a backpacking backpack either because if you use a backpacking backpack, they put all the weight on your hips. That's why it has those big like poofy things at the bottom of the uh, backpack, and it also is meant to sit better on your shoulders. And so you could do it for longer, but I was just using a, a duffel bag that duffels, doubles as a backpack. So my shoulders were like in extreme pain. And then like, uh, I have this huge blister on my foot that I like popped at the next campsite. Then that night I fucking, I go to bed and I'm like trying to fill up my sleeping pad, but it's just not filling up. And then like, I just slept on it like on my back because it wasn't filling up. So I couldn't sleep on my side. And then I just, uh. I was like reading um, some some book in my tent. I'll go over that again, actually. But then I fucking the next morning, I'm like, all right, only four miles left of the trail. We're gonna be fine. I got this. It turns out that last four miles is 4,500 uh, feet of elevation, and I didn't realize that. So it was like super super steep with a 40 pound backpack on after your legs and shoulders are already sore from having done this for two days, and. I was like, dude, I can't make this. There was nobody else on the trail. Like, there's nobody else to, like tell or say anything, and I don't have a phone or anything. And I was like, bro, I can't make this. And it got to the point where, like, at the end, like every hundred yards, I was taking a ten-minute break, and there was no creeks, there was nowhere to refill my water. So I was like dehydrated, out of energy, exhausted. That shit was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And then I fucking finally get back out to the car. I'm super nauseous from overexertion. Um. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was just, like, such a crazy, like, actually hard thing where I feel like I put myself through hard things at the gym every day. But at the gym, at the end of the day, you can always tap out. And, like, I would have tapped out way earlier if I would have been in a controlled environment. But there was, like, no tapping out. Like, I just had to keep going because otherwise it was, you're just fucking you're dead. You know? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but you're kind of a retard, though, too. A duffel bag to hike with. Yeah, and, like, bro, that's pretty I bad. I think you made every worst decision possible. I just want to know, like, what were you trying to gain from this experience? Like, what were you... Well, yeah, you can look back and be like, it was fun, just like every other fucking nut, you know, nut job does when they're hiking Everest and shit. Oh, that was fun. Well, it's type two fun, as somebody said, Joe Rogan. (laughs) Where it sucks a bit, but it's good when you look back, you're like, damn. You know, I don't want to do that again necessarily, but But maybe in, like, six months you'll be like, yeah, I'd do it again. You forget the pain (laughs) that you went through, but, like, that pain... It's kind of what made it like a like an event in the first place. Yeah, it made me like super proud of myself, and I was like fucking stoked to have done it. And then, uh, and you yeah, went like alone. Two, that's like, what's crazy. You went alone. Like that's. <laughs> I wanted to. I just maybe not the smartest. Uh, okay, so after I after I fractured my ankle, which you gamers may know about, mm-hmm. but I fractured my ankle on the seventh of August, and uh, I just haven't been able to. 
you know, like, I see now how, like, people in action sports, they, like, all, like, overdose at, like, two years after a career-ending injury. <laughs> um, because, like, it's fucking, it's just so depressing. Because it's, it's, like, it's not one outlet. It's, like, okay, not only is this your physical outlet, but it's also your social outlet, your outdoor outlet, your passion outlet. It's every single one of your outlets combined into one. And then you lose all of them at once off of an injury. And then, I, so I was just, like, feeling, like, super, like, fucking down in the dumps after the injury. Because, like, it was, like, every day of work, like, I'm, like, what am I going to do when I get off work? I guess go home and sleep and fucking do nothing because I can't. Um, and then I just started feeling, like, a super strong urge to, like, go into the wilderness that I haven't felt in a long time. I feel like I have an adventurous spirit because me and Adam used to, like, be at Somli all the time where we own, like, you know, acres and acres and acres. Um, and... There was also, like, uh, in, in Norway, there's no trespassing. Like, if you're hiking, you there's no trespassing laws. Like, you can't trespass on somebody's property if you're hiking. So you, we literally had thousands and thousands of acres that we could just go on. And me and my brother would just, my parents would just be like, all right, go play. And then we'd just run off, like, several miles from the cabin and just hike into the woods and play with shit. And not literal shit, but I just feel like <laughs> I had that adventurous thing that was, uh, like, kind of, like, awoken. And then... I had to go out in the woods and it was kind of, it was, it was a good experience. The masculine urge yeah. to, uh, to un- underprepare <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> survive. I mean, you should get out in this nature. This is true. I mean, it's been proven multiple. T- I mean, what they say is that, you know, God created nature. And so when you're out in nature, you feel just super connected. And it's because God created it. And I feel yeah, like it's God very- created gay guys too. <laughs> uh, I feel like Satan created true. gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa or was oh, that their oh, uncle wait. i don't know well, true uh that is it wait what do you guys think about um like that law though like that there's no trespassing if you're hiking because i think it's a good law honestly well what are um, they gonna do about it in europe i i don't know doesn't seem like much but uh no i mean generally as long as it's like good natured like if you didn't realize you're trespassing but if it's well marked and you can understand yeah i'm not supposed to be here yeah, of course. I don't want anybody on my shit. Um, yeah, I guess. But, like, it would be very unfortunate if you're just out there and you're lost or whatever. Kind of like you were at one point. You get shot. And then you get shot and killed, and it's like, ah, <laughs> damn. Ah. But, like, I mean, I think anything, you know, what you own is maybe nowadays it's not that important. Like, it is, but it isn't. Back in the day, though, I mean, like, Cowboy, Wild West, if you took something somebody else owned... That could be life or death, and, uh, yeah, if you're willing to steal some shit or trespass and be sneaky shit, yeah, you're willing to die, I would hope. They talk about that Dr. Seuss house and how many trespassers there are, and I'm like, well, maybe if you shot one of them, <laughs> like, people would well, stop like coming the, around. Not the Remington house, but it's something like that, No, right? the one that's out near... Oh, here, oh my god, the that one. The one that's out near Planet Talkeetna. The, oh, I, I thought you were off. talking about the one down by, um, Jodhpur. No, no, no. That the, the boys got arrested at. <laughs> oh, god. Sorry, boys. Sorry for the trauma. Yeah. Wish oh I would have been there God. for that experience. But no, I'm just like, man, maybe if you shot someone, like, uh, they'd stop trespassing. No doubt. Well, people just need to understand this punishment for, like, fucking shoot them. It's just like, you have trespassing signs everywhere, and people are still going out there to look at stuff, and it's like, hmm. Yeah, okay, sorry, man. shoot one person, and then they'll get... So maybe he's trying to... Maybe they're trying to pick which person to shoot, you know? They're waiting for some old, fat fucking dyke to come out and just, uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. But so, so what, what's your opinion on that, Lucas? Like, you say it's good. Like, I agree. Like, don't trespass on people's land. Um, I think there is, like, kind of a 
a, a, a medium or a median there where it's like, well, you can kind of semi tell somebody's intent depending on what they're wearing, what they're doing. But like, yeah, I mean, I mean if you own mountains, I, I don't think you should be able to, you know, say no trespassing. Do own a I don't mountain? think you should be able to own that much of nature without like letting anybody. Well, have you seen the people who own know? property uh, in Hawaii, like in front of beaches? And they'll try to section right. off, like, uh, you know, the beach that's, like, behind their house. But the beach is, they don't own that section of the beach. They just own the property up to the beach. And they'll try to section it right. off. And, um, like, for instance, there's this place in Maui that and a that's lot what of I'm people saying. go, like, cliff jumping and stuff. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, it's very popular. And Oh, Black Rock? As of in the last year or two, I don't, I don't remember what it is. As of in the last year or two, though... There's a guy who bought the property and he's tried to section off the the like the way to get down to the beach and he even hired a personal home security guard to stand by the entrance and be like, nah, you can't go down there. Even when you can, so technically it's like illegal that he's doing this and like I don't know how like the state of Hawaii is not like on that or whatever. Yeah, I mean if you've got farmland, if you have but he you know, cattle, if you have like some sort of animal out there etc like i understand okay well then i want to make sure my shit's closed off but if there's no you know notation of it if there's no you fences can't have your own private etc like you don't like he's saying if you own mountains i mean it, it is I what think, it is I there's nothing right, to destroy Zach, if, if you're using land in a productive yeah like way like farmland like you need to you maybe need to coordinate so that people don't trample your crops or whatever but if, if it's I don't. I think there's like a certain level of beauty where we could say that this is too beautiful. You can't own. Like nobody can own this, and that's what we do with national parks, right? We say this is too beautiful. Nobody gets to own this. Um, this is going to be like an, a, a section of unowned land, even though it's not because you stupid fucking park rangers. Mm-hmm. But basically unowned land, and uh, and I just remember that there was like a super nice hammocking spot at Chuckanut that we used to go to all the time last year, and then somebody just bought it and started building a house on it so now we can't go there anymore and it's like you shouldn't be able to own this this is literally the best hammocking spot like period i don't i don't think people should be allowed to own that access to that you, you know say hammocking uh, yeah well and then, yeah. then i kind of wonder like so how do you feel about just general property ownership in like a neighborhood like should you be allowed to own that land indefinitely pass it on to your kids and nobody else can ever own it like so, where how far does that go? Like, and I understand exactly what you're saying, and I agree, but I wonder how far does that extrapolate? You know, where's the line you draw? I think for like ownership. If we had if we had institutions that we could trust, if we had institutions that still valued beauty and truth, then we would see that like, oh, like we can say like, yeah, you you can pass down land that is clearly in a suburban area. You know, you could pass down this type of land and this type of land, but I think we do have to make distinctions of like. This simply has to stay public. I mean, we do that now, and I think that's a positive thing. I think, like, you should want to conserve beauty and nature. And I'm very in favor of, like, top-down regulation on corporations and stuff and shit like that. Like, to not let them destroy nature. Because I think that is, like, an important thing to conserve. But it's important to conserve because it's beautiful. So if there is land that's really beautiful, and we had institutions we could trust, then I would say I have no problem with letting them deem what can and cannot be owned by people yeah i mean that's fair to say it's just that institutional trust has been so eroded my god it's sad it's common sense though like you could ask like a normal person and they go oh yeah of course like that should be conserved now that makes sense and uh it's just really sad we got to this point where common sense is no longer the defining line i think of kind of you know a certain kw who's into law and it's like (laughs) law is not 
the the morality. Law is not like a. <coughs> it was created it, by men. Law is fucked up. I hate law. It was created by some X amount of men. It was and created by used, a group of people. They, they just use it to like who thought people that way at shit. that time. And it's fucked up. And I hate. Oh well, this law, so you can't do that. Well, what do you morally think is the case? You, you know, it, like, I don't know. Oh, well, morals are different for everybody. It's just, I want people that we can trust back in positions of power that can be honest and not deceptive. And yeah, but that's not gonna happen. I, I really think it's at the point where we we can't like retake the current institutions, but we just have to say, no more FBI, no more EPA, no more NSA. No more three-letter thing. No more ATF. Yep. You know, no Goodbye. more CIA. No more groups. No more three-letter groups. What about UFO? Except for the USA. That's the only one I want. Can yep. we have UFO? UFO. Can I have UAP? Can I have UFO? Huh? Can I have UAP? What's that? That's uh, what they're calling. Oh, UFO. unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could have those two, but every other three-letter acronym is leaving. They're out yes. the door. We have to shut them down. Well, and they're um, so, like, uh, controlled by, you know, they're kind of free agents, you know. And think all the shit you get away with at work normally and all the shit that you kind of stay amongst the people, et cetera. Yeah, for maybe. six hours. And so it's like, well, nobody has to know about that. <laughs> the higher order of this job doesn't have to know about that. And that's how all these other ones operate. It's just like, well, guys, since I'm in charge, I'm the manager, we're just not going to say shit. And we're kind of going to do our own thing. And we got our own agenda. And it's like. Once that happens, okay, ax them. They're done. No good. Wait, can I go back to something real fast? Yeah, I'm Lucas okay. talked about hammocking. We were talking about places and stuff. I'm about to dox my favorite place to hammock. But uh, <laughs> Beluga Point, you know what that is? <clears throat> uh, is that a place out in, in in the in the Milky Way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like on your way to like <laughs> Nebula Girdwood, and uh, okay. <laughs> and um, anyways, there's a great spot to hammock out there, but you have to cross over the train tracks. Right, which like, I've never seen a sign about it. I've never thought twice about it. I've been going for like. Wait, hold on. Adam's in the call right now. Adam, four or five. Get years. out of the fucking call, bro. We're doing a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. And uh, sorry. Continue about Blue Point. Anyways, um, I guess there's been so much traffic with like uh, a bunch of tourists and stuff now that like COVID is kind of over. Like I've seen a bunch of people out. It's crazy. Uh, like parking lot packed on this tiny little pullout, mm-hmm. and I guess people were getting arrested the other day for hammocking out there because they crossed over the train tracks because you can't do that apparently, so that, because they're trying to limit the Dude. people out there. But I've never once seen a sign. I've never once thought about that. And so, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? There should be a certain point, like areas where the police are not allowed to enforce anything, and they should be afraid to enforce their laws. In these areas. And why are why are the police so fucking fine with like like when you think about the school shooting that happened where none of the police went in for like eighty minutes, why are the police so fine with enforcing things certain things and not enforcing other things? Like if somebody told me go out and arrest those hammockers, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know? yeah and there's no if we still had yeah. good institutions, if we still had good institutions. People wouldn't even be afraid to say that because we had we would have an investigative institution that looks into it and says, "Oh, you asked that cop to arrest a couple of teenagers for hammocking? Uh, nah, he's good. He's in the clear." But we don't, and it's just it's all so homogenous and entrenched. Did you guys watch the video of the guy trying to get the fucking concealed carry license in California? Oh my yes. god, that went on forever. That was absolutely heinous. Dude, you want to hear a funny story, Jack? You like this one? I have a friend. Uh, I met him through a job. He's uh, from. 
He's he's from Russia. He's Russian. He's fucking cool as shit. And uh, he loves guns. He's got a Blue Lives Matter sticker on the back. <laughs> he's great. Oh, that's his car. He's funny. Works at a pot shop. Anyways, super nice guy. Literally, like, so fucking nice. And people are so quick to judge him because he, you know, is a little racist and a little sexist. And, you know. But he's really nice. Well, what's life without Anyways, those things? Dude. I guess, like, sometime <laughs> last year, he was on the side of, uh, he pulled off at, like, McHugh and, uh, went, like, walked in, like, 100 feet and just, like, started u- shooting his gun, like, doing, like, target practice, you know? Mm-hmm. And someone called it in and someone, you know, a trooper comes out because you can't, you know, shoot within the municipality, right? But he doesn't know that because he literally has been here for, what, three years or something? Like, not that long. And he's like, what? I'm just shooting. Back in Russia, this was completely fine. I'm just fine. shooting my gun, you know? And they took away his gun for like eight months or whatever, and he had to go to court and do all this stuff. Oh, God. But Anything just, to take away a gun from someone. They love that. Couldn't you just slap him on the wrist? He didn't know any better. I'm going to no, go to Russia I and mean, do a yeah, bunch God. of fuck shit, like bring a CD, CBD pen. It's just, <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's crazy, man. It's just, you know, they love to punish anybody who's easy to punish because, like, you know, they always talk about MAGA Republicans and, oh, they're domestic terrorists and shit. They're the guys when you knock on their door, they go, oh, yes, sir. Oh, let me lick your boot and give you my gun. Yes, sir, of course. And it's like, really? You think those guys are the issue? I mean, come on. It's and They love to punish that. They love to publicize it and punish that. Instead of shit where, you know, yeah, where we know it's an actual harm and a violence and a threat. He's a nice Where we guy, see kids man. Getting their balls just, cut off. They should have just yeah. talked to him for five minutes. He's a nice guy. He didn't mean it. He didn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, for uh, just on the dad pen roasted thing, just one last time, we just have to say Brittany Griner is getting the nine years. It looks like so. There, it looks uh, like there's not going to be trade. So yes, yes, go, yes. Uh, I kind of wish that job. that arms dealer was free though, because imagine the amount of okay. fucking. I get an AK-74 <laughs> here in the States, joke, baby, straight out of Russia. I can't entirely comment on this because I just don't agree, man. I think it's pretty messed up, bro. What, you think Britney should be free? I just, I mean, I understand that. Free that, Britney! I understand that's a law, and, you know, this is like this guy, man. He didn't know. Well, what if the Russian went down there and shot at McHugh a couple of times, and they said, hey, man, no, no, absolutely not, and he goes down there, and he didn't bring his guns. He's like, I know, I get punished. Man, a few years later, he's like, ah, fuck it, right? I, I gotta suppress something, right? Oh, yeah, I guess it's fine if I shoot my suppress gun down here. They won't find me. It's on him. He's an idiot. He knew. Yeah. He knew not to, and he still went and did it. Him. That's your own fault? But that's hypothetical. And is weed that good? Dude. <laughs> weed, weed's pretty bog. Um, damn. Man, oh, yeah, spe- uh, speaking on weed really quick, I smoked some, like, a week or so ago, and, uh, was it with me? Yeah, it, it was with my boy here. And um, <laughs> I hadn't smoked for like a month or two before that. And uh, I woke up the next day. Like, I felt like a mental fucking retard. It was crazy. <laughs> I was cringing like, oh my God, this is bad. I can't even think straight. So, you know what? I kind of become more red-pilled on it. Now I'm like, eh. Let's go, yeah. dude. I learned about the I learned about weed. Like the THC sticks to fat, and and you have like a huge amount of fat in your brain. So THC will just stick in your brain. Not for even like, just in your brain. Like like nine to twelve months afterwards. Like fat so in like, general, huh? Like fat. Yeah, in I general. mean fat in general, THC but I'm saying you you have so much fat, fat in your brain. So like even for like nine to twelve months after okay. after doing it, you'll still be you know a stoner if you're like super into it 
Yeah, I mean, um, which I thought was interesting. And it's one of those things like, you look at, it, it, I saw this tweet today where it's like, in the next hundred years before twenty one hundred, prohibition is gonna become like a big issue again. And like we've legalized weed in so many places now, and it's like, it's been so damaging. And it's like, oh, don't put people in prison for it. And it's like. Yeah, maybe I feel like eh, you probably shouldn't go to prison for life over weed. I feel like alcohol is more damaging. But it's like between the two of them, they're both treated as benign when in reality they are so fucking ruins your life. Man. I can't believe all those people like aren't out of jail yet for weed stuff. But I do think like alcohol like does worse stuff. And I think that that should be considered more I, I than I think weed. they both have drawbacks and maybe you can rate one over no the one other, dies like, from weed man like no one dies from weed you know what i'm saying but people waste their fucking life and i feel like we live in a society where it's like you know what matters is progression we want to go back to the moon we want to go to mars we want to progress we want to have like an ideal society it's like those are not parts of the ideal society wim hof breath is that's all the high well, you need oh we're about to wim hof after what, this. what for me i think the most important thing for me is to see a black woman on the moon and if i if that happens a black what a black woman. I oh, I, I was watching an ad. <laughs> yeah, we were watching YouTube, <laughs> bro. We were watching YouTube yesterday, and uh, it was uh, this girl and my roommate, okay. and uh, and uh, an ad popped up for the U.S. military, and like uh, it's showing like all these different fucking white guys, and then at the at the very end. Uh, it's a black woman and she's like standing proud looking at the screen and I was like well I wasn't going to join but there's a black woman I, I, I didn't say that <laughs> but I was very tempted to say it and uh, I was just like damn like do, do anybody else have these thoughts when they when they get like shown these fucking ads yeah where you're like seeing know. Arnold type dudes all over you're like oh man oh Jocko Willink you know oh this is based exactly. and then you see like I saw this video it's this Latina girl going Oh, yeah, um, so the first day was really hard, like, holding the rifle up is, like, really hard, like, you know, and then we had to go, like, lay down and shoot, and, like, to hold the rifle up was just, I I couldn't do it, but I'm I'm security, and I'm gonna have to hold this gun every day, so I'm just gonna do what I have to to get through it, and she's, like, five foot two, Latina woman, and they show a video of her, she goes down, and she scrapes the barrel all, all over the ground and shit, and it's like, this is not someone you give the job to. I don't go to an engineering firm and say, uh, yeah, man, uh, I just think I like I want to do it really bad. And they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. You ever use CAD? No. Uh, no. Lucas, uh, what do you know saying? about, you know, a- anything? <clears throat> they don't know. It's like, you're not qualified. Leave. You're not built for this. You can't be a UFC fighter if you're not built for it. It's like, stop pretending. Oh, you can be whatever you want. No, you fucking can't. Lucas, what you're saying reminds me of, like, there's literally not one but two movies coming out. One is the new Wakanda movie coming out, (laughs) right, (laughs) with no Chadwick. Yeah. And it's it's about the female queen or whatever, black empowerment queen. And then there's another movie coming out based on true stories about, like, African people defending from, like, some Christopher Columbus-looking motherfucker. And, yeah, the end shot is just all these black women standing together. They empowered and shit. And then, like, you look up the historical, like, recounting of it, and it's like, yeah, they were almost all killed, but the British felt bad, and they said, ah, well, I guess we'll let you guys be. Gals, we don't really want to blow you up with a cannon right now. Kind of surrendered Dude, already. No, <laughs> it's like, come on. That's literally what it is, though. It's like the, the proud native standing tall. Well, and it's like, uh, they, they, the fucking whites came, and then they were like, oh, damn, these guys are like, 
killing children and like <laughs> sacrificing women and stabbing them dude we need to stop this this is horrible yeah, yeah and they stop it and then it's like the only the only thing that we get from that is the proud native standing tall against the the oppressive wave forced upon him uh-huh and, and, it's like, and, and then uh, you find I mean, out all these stories about fucking uh all these like explorers like columbus like adopting native kids because they like felt bad and it's like there's so much like pity and sympathy shown not nah, columbus was a bad dude quote, quote unquote columbus was not quote, a unquote, good oppressive size but he was a product of his time i'm not saying that but like from the quote unquote oppressive side that's like the only side that you see any sympathy or empathy from from the other side with every ounce of their being they just are like brutal and savage and horrible in like every way they are bad and uh the only the only thing that like if you see the world as a series of like power groups and that's the only way you can view relationships then because the u.s had more power the morals don't matter. The values of the societies don't matter. What the societies did don't matter. The fact that a society with more power took over a society with less power means that it's, it's intrinsically evil. Long. Yeah. Listen, yeah. these no, two so movies these, just like, looked exactly the same. Yeah. And like, I'm not sexist or racist. I just was like, damn. I feel like uh, I saw it at the end, and I was like, hmm, I feel like I already saw the movie. And I feel like I don't even see that because like there's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, in so many of these conflicts that you see, like of like white guys colonizing or whatever, a lot of times it ends and you're like, yeah, I feel kind of bad about it. Like we we're kind of just decimating them, and like I guess we'll stop now and give them a chance. Like it, it's because they were like had some sympathy and had some like yeah, some regard for human like like eh, okay, and they go oh they wiped out the natives through germs like they knew oh yeah oh we're giving them diseases it's like honestly out of all the groups that could rule the world i feel like europeans are fairly uh fairly uh lenient you know they're not going to totally ruin you for the most part and not as a whole necessarily there's obviously atrocities and shit but it's just like you know come on if you were truly colonized you wouldn't be around right so yeah very true also, that reminds me of the meme where it's like, uh, white people hate when we call them colonizers. And it's like, bro, you're just calling me a winner? What do you mean? Yeah. You mean I took <laughs> fat Fortnite dubs constantly? <laughs> you mean I got the victory royale? What do you mean? You mean yeah. I stopped right at the um, end, there's one other team, and I said, I feel kind of bad for him, guys. I mean, we've all got full shields <laughs> right now, and they're they're in a bad spot. <laughs> We all got minis. We all have pimbuses. Yeah, j- just let him Everybody be. Everybody has a pimbus. Just let him be, all right? Fuck it. And then they, oh, man, look at what they did to us. Like, you were spared. <laughs> you uh, you got out good. No, exactly, dude. It's like now they're, like, giving you land. They're giving you places to live where all you do is drugs and murder. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's he's like, like oh, wait. Like, fucking. Maybe I was right. <laughs> the reservations The reservations are worse than downtown Baltimore in, like, every single statistic. It's crazy. No, no, um, but it's because they was colonizing shit. The white man made them do this. <laughs> it's so true. Now you're definitely Yeah, dude, and that's fired. what I love about The Wire is, like, The Wire, it's, like, it was written, like, right before the age of TV where they had to start pretending, like, there was some kind of nobility to these people. Um, so, like, when, when the fucking, when all the hood kids, the corner kids, as they call them, talk, and, like, they're talking about the drugs and shit, like, they are just, like, shown to be psychopaths because they are. Well, actually, that's not true. Like, the show, like, depicts, like, certain people who are intelligent. Like, Avon Barksdale is one guy from the first season. Uh, Idris Elba plays another guy. Um, and, and, like, these people are, like, intelligent. And they participate in these evil acts. And it's, like, those are the psychopaths. But then as for the rest of them, it's, like, you showing me with the... 
uh, with the studies on convicts, like yes. these people are just too dumb. They're too dumb. They don't they don't have empathy. You you think it sounds psychopathic when you hear the shit and you see the shit they do. You think it looks and sounds psychopathic, but they are literally not intelligent enough to be able to form an idea of what another person is thinking or feeling, and therefore they have no qualms with doing this shit. And so it's like it is kind of like uh, just a problem that is, it's pushed on by the psychopaths at the top. But uh, they, they they just show all of it in the wire. I just think it's like a a very actually realistic show that's not afraid to be realistic. It's nice. Yeah, and like a uh, lion hunting a gazelle, like that's not wrong. Like that's what it knows, you know. And it's just it is what it is. And people always apply like motive and oh, you know, they they had to understand what the family would think. No, dude, they can't hardly comprehend what they're thinking themselves. You know, it's like so. Why do you think they somehow? you know, created the simulation of, oh, this is probably how they felt with their family, and I'm sure they went to school, and they did this and that, and they have friends and family. They don't care, and they, even if they could simulate it, they wouldn't understand it. It's like, they are, they're more, they're so base in their instincts and their understanding that, yeah, of course they do this shit. There's not a lot of people, you know, and that's why serial killers, I think, are kind of interesting, right? Because they are kind of aware of what they're doing, you know, like Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever, and so it's like, oh, that's like the the psychopath that's really interesting the serial killer but most of these people because are they just go, fucking retards yeah and because the psychopaths like the sociopaths like Jeffrey Dahmer they go outside of what is accepted and pushed on them right like whereas when you see this continued cycle this is why you need elites like an elite class that is like moral and good and upstanding and pushes morals that has to be your elite class because otherwise that's like what trickles down so if there's nothing at the top to like hold that like front at the bottom with all these fucking idiots, they don't understand one way or the other. They can't comprehend how to build a better life for themselves. Every single one of them wants to be an NBA star or a rapper. And that's the only people they look up to for more moral advice. Uh-huh. And people with no morals, they're looking yeah, at them. It's an ever like, cycle. Uh, it's just, or fucking drug kingpins, which is the main thing in the show is all the drug kingpins who just, Again, no morals. And those the drug kingpins are the actual psychopaths, are the actual people who are intelligent, know how to manipulate, know all that shit. Yeah, that will victimize um, people like for gain instead of like just victimizing people because right. they don't even have a comprehension of of any of it. You know, it's like <clears throat> Yeah, I, I don't know. That that post was so just once I read it I'm like, God damn. This has to be true. Otherwise things wouldn't make sense. Like that has to be the case. <laughs> You know, so, yeah. okay, so when you guys start talking to somebody and you want to know, like, what their IQ is, start telling them, like, a second-level <laughs> recursion story and then see if they follow and then and then go into third-level recursion. You know, like, ah, my buddy my buddy Jack was talking with my other buddy Grant about uh, this guy who uh, he went down into a tunnel. His name was Thomas, and he saw a guy there who started telling him about and just, uh-huh. like, see how long they can follow the story for. Yeah, so me and, and Grant were doing a them. podcast with my buddy uh, Lucas and Adam, right? And so it was like a – they're pretty cool, you know, but then they've got a friend. So he's, he's he, you know, scooters with this guy, and it's like, oh, man. Wait, <laughs> what, what you talking Who Who would have talk- what? what? Wait, but what you mean, though? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> what you trying to say? It's like the dude who gets on those random Zoom uh, interviews for, like, jobs, and he'll say, like, the most random shit. They'll be, like, trying to ask him, like, questions, and he'll be like, so, uh, I was playing with my dog the other day, and then, uh, man, this car drove by, and holy shit, my dog got hit. And so, anyways, man, after I went to dinner with my (coughs) grandma, and uh, she just was telling me about, like, how high gas prices, and he just kept going on, she was like, 
Um, so what kind of training do you have? And he was like, oh, yeah, so I got my training from this place. But damn, like this teacher, like he wouldn't pass me. And so like uh, I had to go meet up with his with his, uh, you know, and he would just like go down these tangents or whatever. And she just was like, uh, I think we're done here. Like, like <laughs> you are now <laughs> subscribed like to r slash black people funny. It's like he had a mental disability, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Or he was hyper-intelligent. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, absolutely he was telling recursive stories and they couldn't follow, so he knew they were low IQ. So so would you be thirsty right now if you hadn't drank that water? But I drank I it. I drank the water. What, 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 I drank what, it. What you mean? I, I drank what well, I ain't thirsty, man. No, but what if you didn't drink it? What if you didn't drink it, though? No, but I did, though. So like, why, why are we discussing? I did, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jaquish might be around um, here, man. I think he might have something oh to say. God. <laughs> Dude, I, but I honestly, and this is a bigger point, but I think this is why simulation theory is becoming so attractive to people now. Because it's always been like one thing where everybody wants to feel special. So making pretend that most people are robots is like a fun thing. Like I shouldn't say simulation theory, but NPC theory. Like making making the idea that like, oh, there's people that are NPCs. And it's like, I get that, like, part of it is just people wanting to feel special about themselves, but part of it is that people are noticing that, oh, wait, there's really fucking dumb people, and we're not allowed to say it, and you're not allowed to actually come out and say that there are certain people who shouldn't be doctors, there are certain people who shouldn't be engineers, and we get told that we can do anything with the time that we're born, but it's like, no, there, if, if this guy with 65 IQ can become a doctor, that says less about him and more about the system implemented that can make him a doctor, you know? And that's like what we're not allowed to say anymore. So we skirt around it by saying this NPC thing, which is really just a way of saying like most people are fucking dumb. Like that's just how it is. That's just how the world is. And we get told also like everybody wants to rule the world, either by your parents or by tears for fears that like everybody wants to rule the world. And a certain element of that is, is like, what what's the, the message when they say that to you? The message is that, well, everybody's basically trying to do their own subjective thing. And it's like, no, there's actually a, a certain noble good leader. There are certain people who sh- who could rule the world in a way that's better than other people ruling the world. And the statement itself, like everybody wants to rule the world, is just meant to kind of nullify that and just put everybody on an even playing field. But there's just certain people who are smarter. And there's just certain people who have better values. Yeah, like and Kanye West. That's just how the fucking world is. Well, they're, they're, like Kanye yeah. West. If he ruled the world, if we had Kanye West at the top in the throne... Would we have any problems? Would we have a single problem? No. I'm trying Shit. to think. And I'd be Don't swagged out meds. in Yeezy gear. Constantly. Don't take your meds. We in fucking nice. I was going to say we're in Gap gear, but apparently we're Yeezy not because he's kind of not happy with Gap at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's Why always like, like um any cope besides just saying some people are dumb and there's a reason that, uh yeah, you know, there are merchants, there are laborers, there are retards, there's homeless people. Like, it's not all just, oh, well, their education wasn't good enough. It just is how it is. And if you don't model society around the fact that there's a lot of fucking useless people or dumb people, you're going to have a bad time because it's just the cope. Oh, maybe we live in a simulation, and that's why they're dumb because they're robots. Hey, listen. No, they're Elon just legit hella dumb, simulation. man. Elon's and Elon's a fucking retard. Fuck. He's smart as fuck. Elon is you have to believe deceptive, he in. and he's a scam con artist. Where's the Cybertruck? And I, Explain. That shit's bad. <laughs> and I feel like I we didn't even, you know, because we weren't allowed to say this for so long. You know, St- Stefan Molyneux was the first time where I heard about these IQ studies where it doesn't actually matter what your upbringing is. There would still be an IQ differential between demographics. And that's like, 
you're not allowed to say that like because they want to imply that everybody has the same opportunity that's why i think from the left and the right it's so stupid because like the left wants equity and we already explained why that's retarded but the right wants equal opportunity which is like not possible like why would you, you shouldn't want to achieve that and it's good to have ideals but the idea that everybody can become everything is so fucking stupid and the mm -hmm. only like socially accepted one is saying like ben shapiro is saying that he could never be lebron james he could never be in the nba it's like okay that's like one example that you're willing to make because it's politically uh not very dangerous but are you willing to say oh this person could never be a doctor oh this person can never do this yeah, oh, this person lebron can never... james could never be ben shapiro I mean, come on. But, it, right, but he, exactly. he could have done. He could have done. <laughs> no, but that's that's the thing. It's like everybody has natural strengths, and we have been banned from saying it for so long that we're now finding these workarounds like NPC theory. But instead of just admitting that they're fucking such goddamn stupid people, it's crazy. You know, the only thing you yeah. can do with those people, you can't guarantee them a career, you can't guarantee them a, a, an amazing life. Teach them morals. At least have them go... Shit, well, that book I read made me think, yeah, uh, I shouldn't kill somebody or rob them. For like, <laughs> That's the only thing you can do with them is make sure they're not violent and destroying everything else. Because as soon as you give them, right. you know, yeah, uh, yeah, a chance to go and do that. I mean, look at because... all these laws now that are being like, ah, well, now abductions and arson and robbery, these are all not really going to be enforced now. And that was in some city recently here. It, then they will do it. So if you don't get to those people early and fix them, or at least instill something in them, a fear of God, if nothing else, to go, oh, man, well, if I burn that place down, I'm going to go to hell. Have them believe in whatever the fuck you want. I don't care, as long as it means they're not destroying the shit that the actual intelligent or useful people are doing. And it's, like, it's part of it is just because they are so dumb that when they don't have any elite class... Like, they tell us all, you, oh, everybody can be a leader. Everybody cannot be a leader. There are people who are going to be followers, and there are people, mm -hmm. a lot of times, who have a very low IQ. And if they don't have anybody instilling any kind of moral acuity in them, any kind of elite class doing that, then they are just going to become fucking completely hungry for whatever desires they have. And whether or not that means killing somebody to get his shoes or whatever <laughs> the fuck. The point is, is it's like, it's it's... You need an elite class that is going to be posititively sculpting people. Yep. And we don't have that. And we really are so far from it now. So how do we point. obtain that? What's the answer, boys? Uh, the answer is fucking bomb federal buildings. Yeah. Seriously. A new Caesar. And in Tetris, obviously. Yeah. No, in Tetris. But um, can I do one last point before we finish? Because I feel like we're two and a half hours. No, one and a half hours now. Yeah, but it's starting to get late. Yeah. It's almost ten. And I got to work tomorrow. So yeah. Oh, so you, you want to finish now? Well, no, saying. no, I'm saying, like, it hit up another couple of points, but yeah, I mean, starting to wind down, I think. This guy, fucking work. Fucking um, shit. I mean, I gotta work. Alright. Okay, well, yeah, well, I guess I'll finish with uh, this this point. Um, just because we were talking about it yesterday on, on Fortnite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but modern art uh. is... Uh, the reasons I hate modern art are threefold, and this is my modern art rant. It's one, it denies craft, two, it denies humility, and three, uh, it denies mystery. And I I want to go into each of those. So, like, number one, it denies craft. So you take modern art, like, look at somebody who 
the trans person who peed into like the forty liter tub or whatever, or the banana you know, taped Banksy to the wall. Who, yeah, yeah, or Banksy who makes like a piece of paper with a little drawing that gets sh- paper shredded, or uh, or when me and my brother went like uh, an art museum, a modern art museum, they had a whole bunch of dollar bills from Ghana taped in the floor in the shape of Ghana, showing like the the hyperinflation and everything, and it's like each of these things. Like you're not getting really good at peeing into a into a big box, you know. You're not getting you're not getting really good at creating a paper shredder because you didn't even make the paper shredder. You just drew a little thing that most people could draw and got somebody else to install a paper shredder into a fucking frame that you didn't make either. Yeah, if anyone can do it, there's no value in doing it. Right. So that's number one is no craft, and then number two is there's no humility, which is kind of the same point, but it's like saying that your work has the same value as somebody who actually spent their life working on a craft, working on ability to make something. So kind of similar and related. Um, and then number three is the lack of mystery, which is that when somebody makes a modern art piece, um, they tell you what it's for. When you ask them about it, yep. they tell you what, what, what it's for, what the intended impact of it is. Versus when somebody makes an actual art piece, they tell you what inspired them to make it. So I'll give you an example. like. Like, like the, the dollar bills in the shape of Ghana. You ask them, oh, so what does this mean? And they say, oh, well, this is to show you the hyperinflation of, of the country of Ghana. And everybody says, oh, that's so thought-provoking. But it's actually not thought-provoking. It's thought-allaying. It's thought-ceasing. Like, it makes you stop thinking because the entire thought is wrapped up and given to you. There is nothing more that your thought has to bounce off of. And it's the same thing, like, when, Grant, you posted that Twitter video of, the, uh, of like, the... the the card decorations of like victims of school shootings. And it was like, sorry, you, your son got shot or whatever all, all the cards were. And it's like, I could explain every part of that. And the person who made that would explain every part of that and say, well, I did it to have this impact to make this uh, for this reason, or the trans person peeing in bottles saying, well, I did it because Trump is evil and whatever. The point is, is when you ask, cause this is what I was going to get back to was me reading the, uh, the book in a tent. Like I was reading, uh, descent into the maelstrom by, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. It's a short story about this old man who's actually a young man, but he's describing to another young boy um, what what happened to him when he got caught in this mystical whirlpool, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just like an interesting read. And if you asked Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe about that, he wouldn't say, well, here's the impact I intended for it to have on, you know, if he made it in the modern day, uh, on Donald Trump. You know, it's like, no, if you asked him why he made that, he would say, Oh, well, I was inspired by this. And I was inspired by this and it kind of came to me and it formed. And I just had one night where I was up and I just felt this desire to make this thing because it's about the art for the actual artist. It's about the art. But for the modern artist, there is no mystery to it. Like that's why these feminist artists, they'll create this disgusting portrayal of the labia and the clitoris. And they'll make something that usually guys are attracted to and make it absolutely grotesque because they've taken all the mystery out of it. That's why a playboy, like you always see side angles of everything because there's always a little bit of mystery because that's like the relationship between man and woman is mystery. And that's the relationship between man and art is mystery. And when there's no mystery, it just becomes grotesque and like way too much it's like knowing your fucking every detail of the girl you're with's life like you wouldn't <coughs> want to date them and they wouldn't want to date you yes yeah. there's no mystery in that um no so yeah those are my yeah. qualms with modern art absolutely everything is true and i think some of it too like going to the art museum or the well the museum the anchorage museum uh all kinds of shit where it's so politically motivated like oh well if it's politically politically motivated 
all it's going to be is you explaining to me why your position is right and why this Indian gal crying with a $20 bill behind her and a, an abortion pin. And, like, it was just, like, shit that a high school girl would make with this big write-up on it. And it's so political that all they're doing is telling you, oh, this is how I feel and this is what you should take from this piece. And it's like, then what was the point of making that piece? There was none. All it is is an extension of you being able to tell somebody, here's why you're wrong and I'm right. And this is, look, look, look at my emotion. Look at how, how bad I feel. The, the Andrew Jackson and the Trail of Tears. It's like, shut the fuck up. How about you put the $20 bill there and don't say a word? And I'll figure it the fuck out. I'm not a retard. You know? Right. And maybe I'll draw my own conclusion from that. Maybe it's not the right one. But if you had the wrong conclusion from the artist, if the artist is mad that you got the wrong conclusion... Fuck you. You're not an artist. You're just somebody making political bullshit and trying to pawn it off as something that is like a deeper reflection or a deeper thought when all it is is just this vapid bullshit that, yeah, I, I hate it. You know, my favorite part was yeah, that it sounds I, like you have a qualm with women as well because it sounds like women. Oh, I hate women. <laughs> it's like very they can't make art. Women. Okay, I need more. <laughs> I, I need more Edgar no, Allan Poe I, now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys should. He re- he makes like the coziest like campfire. Like reading that in my tent, it was like the perfect story of just like. If I didn't know Lucas, I would think he takes a lot of drugs. Drugs are not um, drugs are not based. Okay. Yeah, but going See, out. See, I don't take any drugs, but that's the thing. It's like people days think that because he might take a little. And drugs. I don't take any drugs at all. I know that's what and I'm saying. It's like, hopefully that art can like, be like a drug in terms of the way that it changes your perception. Or, gives you new ideas you know yeah. like hopefully that would be the goal of it but it's not it's to go hey here's this thing i've been beating you over the head with now i made it into art so it's more valuable no it's still a piece of shit and you're still worthless and i still hate you okay fuck you <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's like you're saying about like why they would explain like you guys know amanda gorman the poet laureate lady no i don't but yeah oh okay well anyway she like made like a poem speech at the at biden's inauguration and some other like big stuff but like her poetry is so bad but it's again the same reason where like every line is explicable like i could explain to you why every line is there and it's like like uh what what chesterton was talking about with like crossing the sea you you sink when you start to use logic if you cross the sea of art right Mm -hmm. when you try to like encompass all of it you sink and that's the thing when you have these ideas of like oh here's what i want to say here's the impact i want it to have and I just think about the the savage from from a brave new world which it's been a few months since i've read so i'm gonna butcher this uh paraphrasing but uh basically the savage was like uh uh this guy who had been inducted into modern society quote unquote which is like our current hell times a million and uh and uh he he found a, a book of shakespeare when he was growing up in like a he was growing up in this cordoned off area that he was actually wild um, that's why they call him the savage but he was talking about reading Shakespeare and he says even though I don't understand all the words I don't get why they're there I don't really know what all of them mean but they just come together and they form something that's just so beautiful to read for a reason that I can't explain like it's beyond me you know it's like it's like paintings of cabins like I said to Jack it's like paintings of cabins from the 1700s you can't explain exactly why did they paint the cabin you don't know what the intended impact yeah, of it who is lived there the why is it there where is it it doesn't matter <laughs> It's Donald Trump's cabin. Yo, burn it. Uh, Get the documents immediately. (laughs) Yeah, so... I'm just frustrated by the lack of mystery. And 
it, it's kind of like uh, women just yeah, being very open about stuff. It's kind of like the meaning of life, you know? Like, everybody's always trying to answer the question, what's the meaning of life? The allure of it is that you can't truly know and that you can be, like, have conviction in what you believe it's about, what you think is the truth. And that, you know, there's a certain, like, beauty to that where there isn't an answer necessarily, you know? Who's to really say? But it's like, once right. you get rid of that, then what's, if you knew the answer to the meaning of life, like, oh, okay. Well, all right. It's it just questions that can't be answered or, or like ideas or pieces of art. Yeah, it's, I just hate how it all has to be explained. And maybe it's for the low IQ retards we discussed earlier. I don't know for them to feel <laughs> smart, but I really don't know why they do it. But obviously it's kind of a more modern thing. Like, I don't think they used to do that. And if it did, it didn't last long enough for us to see it. Thank God. But yeah. <laughs> it's just like man i yeah. i don't know the the allure truly yeah the mystery yeah i i agree with that completely that there is no mystery and that, so and much. that that ties in so much with I, I can recall thinking like when i was 10 that i thought movies were boring because i always know what's going to happen in a movie there's good guys and bad guys and right when the good guys look like they're about to lose something miraculous happens and then they win right mm-hmm. and and the reason for that is because I was pretty sheltered, so I wasn't. My parents weren't like letting you watch PG thirteen movies and stuff like that. So I was watching kids movies, and kids movies are inherently archetypal, so they will always show you the archetype. And that's why I thought movies themselves were boring because that was the only example that I had for movies. So I, I can very like distinctly remember having that thought. But now you look at superhero movies today, and I think this is su- such part of the problem because when we talk about dramas. They kind of seems feminine when you say, "Oh, The Wire," it's a drama. Like people think, "Oh, that sounds like feminine," even though I am drama, watching that's that fucking that's shit. Like... Though that sounds gay. <laughs> what is that? A True. show for gay but I guys? Think it's poison. <laughs> it is a show for gay guys, but it's poison like the American imagination because because we have this inherent idea that drama, even though that is the the form, that is the medium. That's why we have it. Um, that's what Shakespeare wrote. He wrote dramas, and and yet. Now we've got the idea that good dudes like action, man. Dudes, dudes are in action. It's like you are only uh, like you. You just get more and more into the action. Like that's like kind of the, the the drug end of it, where everything we see in superhero movies is so predictable and so base level and so archetypal. You know, I remember somebody saying like, "Oh well, the Hulk is actually a really interesting character because." Um, he was abused as a child, and that's what makes him angry on a deep level. It's like you have a child's understanding. You have an actual twelve-year-old's understanding of art. If that, if you think that that makes this like compelling art, you are a fucking idiot, and you don't understand anything about art. But if you watch like The Wire, everybody's actually a realistic character. It's not like, oh, he's a good guy, he's a bad guy. It's like they're all doing some good things, some bad things. They all have some level of empathy. There's a couple of actual psychopaths in the show, but for the most part. Um, they're people, and that's like an actual drama where you're actually interested in following the story. But when everything is archetypal, that it's kind of that modern art thing where like everything is explainable. Everything is there's no mystery to it because you know exactly why things happen the way they happen. It's just all very algorithmic. It's the goyslop, the media goyslop, which we love. <laughs> it is the media goyslop. You ever seen the Sopranos? But, so something I was thinking about though is you said like yes. drama is Sopranos considered is like feminine, just right? like that. That's real life. But uh, the, right. maybe it is inherently feminine, like dramas and everything. But if you don't have that connection to that or like an understanding of the value of it, you know, you could easily in a society that doesn't understand these things, you know, throw it out and be like, oh, that's gay. Shakespeare is gay. But it's like th- right. there is a benefit of like and like you said, mystery is kind of this this feminine thing. Not not necessarily exact like exactly that, but uh, 
you know, you have to have both these aspects, and it's like when you take it and you reduce it down to just this one's for the boys, you know, it's like I, I don't know. Yeah, there's movies where I'll cry at them or whatever, and it's like that's not masculine or whatever. But it's like if it doesn't invoke something in you through maybe more like I guess feminine type thing. I can't put it into words. I've not really thought about it. Wait, Jack, you're a gay guy? Yeah, I am a gay guy. Unironically. <laughs> I knew it. So anything I've said I in this podcast it. can now be discounted. Uh, I'm just an angry gay guy. Yeah, Lucas is actually a gay guy. He talked about it a couple pods ago. So I think you... we kind of all are, right? Uh, I mean, me and Grant been fucking, um, so. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all gay guys. I don't know about that. We should rename <laughs> this the Gay Guy Pod. Yeah. <laughs> the homosphere. Okay, but uh, just as a last a last little question I'm going to throw out to the listeners. You can email us, spacerangerstone at gmail.com. Yeah, God damn, send an email. If, God damn. Okay, just p- picture this. Yeah, answer this question for us. She's a perfect 10, right? She's a perfect 10. She's gorgeous. She's lovable. She's charming. She's a total perfect 10, but she's a gay guy. What do you do? I don't know, guys. It's going to be a hard I'll leave one. It. I'll leave it there. I think there's going to be some good responses to that one. Uh, That's for the male listeners, okay? Females, just to... Yeah, I'm going to go home and really think about that one. Because obviously we picked up a new female listener. I'm going to get in bed, close my eyes, think about, man, perfect 10, but she's a gay guy? That's a... (laughs) That's a real mind fuck right there. Email us. Space Ranger Stone. Dude, I... Okay, so I... I really couldn't hear the last 30 seconds of what you guys said because you guys' internet's really cutting out now. So maybe we should just end this. Yep, that's all good. I said what I needed to say and... Uh, yeah. All right. It's yep. important. All right. Hey, also, uh, let us know how you feel about the pot outside. I mean, Fucking goodbye, I mean, everybody. Jack just recorded uh, outside. Sitting out here in the dark right now. So. Yeah, in the darkest space. Let us know if you hear the little birdies. <laughs>